Hey friends, welcome to Girls' Night. I'm Stephanie Mae Wilson, and I'm so happy that you're here. Each week, I have a girlfriend over, and we talk through one of the biggest questions we have about our lives as women. We're talking about friendships and faith and relationships and self-confidence, about our calling in life and how to live every bit of our lives to the full. Life is so much better and easier and absolutely more fun when we navigate it together as girlfriends, and I cannot wait to get started. So at the moment, we are in between seasons here on the show, but while we're waiting for our next official season to begin, we thought that this would be a great time to pull some of our favorite episodes out of the Girls' Night Archive. This is a great time to catch up on episodes you might have missed throughout the years or to listen to old favorites all over again. Our guests are incredible. I know that I learn something new each time I listen to an episode, even if it's one I've heard a million times before. Okay, now without any further ado, let's dive into the episode. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Friends, springtime is finally here, but that also means allergy season is in full swing. I have always struggled with allergies and I don't know about you, but I am especially allergic to cats. More on that in a second. Well, luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin-D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. The time that I use Claritin the absolute most is when I'm at my parents' house, my childhood home. They have this absolutely beautiful cat that they love and I like, except for the fact that he sheds so much. So that means that I'm basically sneezing from the second I arrive home to the second I leave, unless I take Claritin. My dad has even started having it ready for me right when I walk in the door. Are you ready to live life as though you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and Powerful Relief is just a quick trip away. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Claritin, thank you so much for sponsoring our girls' night. We love having you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As many of you know, I recently wrote a book, and while it was the most rewarding project of my career so far, it also came with a lot of hard work and long nights. And sometimes when things started to feel a little bit overwhelming, I needed to get a few things off my chest so I could clear my mind and keep the writing process flowing. And the thing that helped me so much to sort through those feelings was therapy. Now tell me if any of this sounds familiar. Maybe you're going through something really hard right now, a big loss or a gigantic life transition. Maybe you frequently feel anxious, depressed, overwhelmed, or just generally discouraged. Maybe you really, really, really want your life circumstances to change, but you don't know how to actually change them. Or maybe you're feeling stuck as you try to work through your past, navigate your present, or figure out your future. Friend, if you can relate to any of this, you're not alone. 
I've been there and therapy has been the thing that has helped me more than anything else with all of this. In the last 10 years or so, I've learned that strength isn't proving I can do it on my own. It's knowing that I don't have to. I'm at my strongest when I have a full support system around me and an essential part of my support system is therapy. Therapy can be absolutely life-changing. That is, if you can afford it and find a therapist you like and trust. But of course, this is easier said than done. And that's why I'm so excited to be partnering with this week's podcast sponsor. Our sponsor for today's episode is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the easiest and most affordable way I've ever found to find a great therapist. It's entirely online and super easy to sign up. You can get started right away. And if you don't love the counselor you're paired with, switching is easy and it's free. If you're going through something hard in your relationships, or if you're in a funk you just can't shake, if you've been feeling anxious or depressed lately, or if you're feeling stressed and you need help balancing your everyday life and schedule, BetterHelp is an incredible resource for you. And I'm so thankful that they've given me a promo code that I can share with you to make it even easier to get started. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash friendship today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash friendship. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, friends, I'm sitting here with just a dear friend of mine, someone who I adore and I'm so excited for you to get to hear from her because I have loved her for years and um, we've had her on the show, but it's been ages. So I'm so happy to have her back. Robin Long, thank you for being here, friends. It is my pleasure. I am seriously so happy to be back. So tell me, for the women who aren't familiar with you yet, like truly, you're about to have a whole crew of Girls' Night friends (laughs) over like in your space because we're just moving in. Um, Tell (laughs) us who you are, what you do, and a fun fact about yourself. Absolutely. Okay. I welcome all the Girls' Night friends. Always. I love a Girls' Night. And my name is Robin, and I'm a Pilates instructor. And I also am the founder of The Balanced Life which is really how I took my teaching online, but has since grown into an entire community of women who are um, doing Pilates at home, specifically Pilates that are Pilates workouts that are quick, efficient, able to fit into a busy lifestyle, and also taking a very balanced approach to health and fitness. So our community is based in kind of the idea of grace over guilt and embracing your body as it is today, as you're still working towards becoming the strongest and healthiest version of yourself. So that is what I do for work. And it's truly my passion and my joy. I feel so lucky that I get to do that every day for work. And outside of that, I am married to my husband, Matt. I live in Santa Barbara, California, and we have four little kids. And I would say one of my fun facts is that we were surprised with twins 18 months ago. So we were just trucking along with our two little ones thinking, I don't know, maybe we should have a third. I don't know. Life feels pretty good right now. I actually, long story 
you know, have some challenges, some pregnancy loss in there, but then we were surprised with boy-girl twins. And so that has thrown our life for a loop, but so much fun and so much work. Yes, Uh, (laughs) all at the same time. All at the same time. Um, That's a little fun fact. And then kind of a random weird fact is that I get something called sleep paralysis. And I never knew this was a thing. So maybe there's some Girls Night listener out there who's going to be like, that's what has happened to me. But it's basically the weirdest thing where when you are asleep, your mind wakes up before your body. So you are awake, but you can't move. You cannot move your body. And it is as terrifying as it sounds, especially if you don't know what it is. And eventually your body catches up and you can start to move. But there's a solid little, it's probably, when I looked it up, it's probably only, I don't know, 10 or 15 seconds, maybe 30 seconds. I don't know. It's hard to know in the moment, but where you cannot move your body. And that is something that I get, which is so random. (laughs) That is so, it's, I bet that's so terrifying. And I'm so glad you said that because like someone is now feeling like they're not crazy or like it's, because I feel like something like that would be terrifying until you know what it is. And then when you know what it is, you're like, okay, like it'll be fine in a couple seconds. It's not dangerous. Yes. yes. You totally have to lay there and talk to yourself. I didn't know that anyone else had it until I had a friend in college who said she gets it too. And I was like, I've never felt so known. (laughs) And so... It's not all the time. It only happens like when I'm really tired and usually sleeping on my back. But someone somewhere out there can probably relate to the weirdness of sleep paralysis. Oh my gosh, guys, you're not alone and you're not broken and you're not dying. It's just a thing that happens. Oh man, Uh, I feel like sleep is so weird. Like dreams and when I'm really stressed, I get, I don't know like what else to call them other than stress dreams, but it'll feel like I'm awake all night and I'm having real conversations and I'm having mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm rehashing a meeting or the, I'm like, it fe- very much feels like I'm awake all night and I'm technically asleep, but I don't feel very rested the next day. And it's always when I'm like very nervous about something or very stressed about something. Yes. And then you feel like you literally did not sleep the whole yes. night. Which is yeah. the worst because there's nothing, like if you are nervous for something the next day, <laughs> yeah. you want a great night's sleep. It's just... Just the worst. Um, So Robin, I'm so happy to have you on the show. We were talking about this before we started recording, but we've been, um, I feel like blog friends for a really long time now. Like, I mean, I don't even like years and years. And I know for a fact that I've been doing your workouts since probably 2013, 2012, probably. And I love the space that you've created online. It's such a safe, encouraging place it feels like you're working out with a friend um, to work out with you. And it just, I mean, the workouts are challenging. I, I don't know if I've told you this, but I started doing, at the end of last year, I haven't picked them back up yet. Um, I started doing one of your HIT workouts. Oh, yeah. And I'm telling you, I okay, I was laying in bed and I was like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to work out today. I'm going to do like this HIT workout. And it's high intensity interval training, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it basically just like kicks your butt. So the video that I found of yours was 10 minutes long. And I thought, well, I'll do it like twice or three times just (laughs) to like really get a full workout in or whatever. And like, by the grace of God, I made it through the 10 minutes. I'm telling you, (laughs) like I'm laying on the floor, I'm pouring sweat. I'm so sore the next day. Um, And so I feel like your workouts feel very gentle on the soul, but like, and, and gentle on the body and the fact that you're not like, you know, crunching your bones or, I mean, just like doing damage, but 
They're like not for the faint of heart, which I love. It's just the perfect combination. So I'm a big fan of yours. I'm so glad you're here. And I'm so glad that at the beginning of the year, you know, it's kind of around that time where the maybe some of the resolutions we set have started to wear off. Um, we've forgotten all about whatever we said we were going to do at the beginning of the year. And I think this this time of year, if if anyone's like me, you're starting to feel a little bit frustrated with yourself for the fact that you did have grand plans for how you were going to start taking care of yourself this year, but you just haven't really been doing it. And so I have like a million questions for you about how we can really be consistent and make some progress in our health journey. So are you ready? Mm-hmm. Do you feel prepared? I, absolutely. Yes. I love talking about this stuff, especially because this is kind of where the balanced life comes in. I feel like it's when you get to that point where you're like, why am I not actually making progress on my goals? Or why did I start and stop that again? So this is one of my favorite things to talk about. So I am ready for it. All right. Well, let's do it. So first and foremost, I guess, how do we stop quitting and actually really commit to our health goals? Like, how do we keep making progress and keep moving forward instead of jumping on and off the bandwagon so many times? I'm yes. asking for a friend, not for me. Asking at all. for not yeah, for no, you. I've never done that either. <laughs> no, no. Neither, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually was just writing something this week talking to this very subject because we can all relate to that challenge, right? We can all relate to the struggle. It's probably the most common thing is starting and stopping exercise programs or getting really motivated and saying, okay, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this new workout routine or start a new diet, whatever it might be for you. And then within a few weeks, you've already kind of fallen off track or fizzled, your motivation's gone, or sometimes even literally a few days. And there's actually science behind, there's been studies that have been done that the more you start and stop exercise programs, every time you usually can stick with it less, like even a little bit less than the time before, right? So if if you initially were super mo- motivated and started a workout routine and you were able to stick to it for three weeks, but then fell off track, then when you go to start again next time, chances are you'll really only make it two weeks or you'll make it less. And the reason for that is, is it's all about your confidence and your belief in yourself, right? So we've all been there. We start and stop things and we start to lose confidence in our ability to actually follow through. And so therefore, we, we've kind of like set ourselves up for a failure before we even begin. And so I actually just did a whole podcast episode on this recently which is kind of around the idea of what if instead of thinking, oh, it's about committing to this many days of exercise or it's about doing this kind of workout versus another workout. What if we started with the idea of your belief in yourself and kind of the story that you're telling yourself about your ability to follow through or your ability to stick to something? So oftentimes, many of us have an underlying narrative or story that we're telling ourselves of, oh, I'm just never, I'm never able to be consistent with workouts or, oh, I just always start things, but I can never finish. Or, you know, worse, I'm such a failure. Like, I just feel like a failure. I try, but I can never follow through. How come everyone else has willpower and I don't? Or even along the lines of, yeah, I don't like working out. Like, I'm not one of those people. I just don't like working out. So I have to force myself to do it and I just don't like it right? Whatever stories we may be telling ourselves, that does actually impact our ability to follow through. So starting to just notice those things, and it's not necessarily something we can change overnight, but we can start to change the story we tell ourselves 
So that would be kind of my first, um, maybe out of the box way to start thinking about are you, what are some of those internal conversations that are going, going on in your head? And could that be something that is making it really hard for you to actually become the person you're hoping to be, the person who exercises regularly and takes care of yourself? So that's one approach that I would put out there. And then there's also kind of the more practical side of things that is usually we bite off more than we can chew. Or we really (laughs) aim a little higher than maybe we realistically can fit into our daily schedule or our season of life or what we might be going through in a specific season of life. And we kind of, it's very common to fail to really take that into consideration because we see people on social media who are doing it or our friend is doing it or our sister-in-law is doing it. And we think we should be able to do it too, but we don't necessarily pause and say, okay, what is actually realistic for me in this season of life? And honestly, that's right now for me. Okay, I'm a fitness professional, right? So people think I work out all the time and I'm... But you know, if you follow me for a while, you'll quickly learn what my approach is. But right now, my goal, 15 minutes a day. Hmm. That's it. 15 minutes a day. And I am being so consistent and I'm actually doing it. And I really went through a season of struggle the first year, you know, after having the twins of getting anything done, but I was setting my expectations too high. I was trying to go 30 minutes or more and I just couldn't do it. Right. And then when you fall, then when you can't do it, then you ding that confidence again. And then you're just like, Oh, I'll try again next week or next month. So dialing it down to be more realistic for most people can make a huge difference. So what do we do? Okay. I love that. And I'm like taking notes like, okay, I can do 15 minutes a day. And I feel a little lame about that. Cause I'm like, uh, I don't have four kids. Like I didn't just have twins. I should be able to do more than that. But maybe that's part of the trap is like, I should be able to, well, but I, but I can't like, and at least not right now I'm not. And so like, yeah, I'm not. And, and so I feel like, okay, but I probably could, like, I can do 15 minutes a day and maybe after I prove to myself I can do 15 minutes a day, then I can bump that up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's exactly how you rebuild that confidence, right? Because if you would just go and say, okay, what if it was just 10 minutes a day? Or what if it's just 15 minutes a day? You're going to be able to do that. And you can actually build small wins. You can have wins in your life and you can start to build that confidence again in, okay, I can do this. I am a person who exercises consistently. I do get on my mat regularly if it's Pilates or I do move my body every day. And then that confidence can build, right? And you might just stick with 15 minutes because lots of people get great results from that. Um, Or you might add in other things once you build that habit back up. So is that the way to change our mindset? Like, should we if we kind of notice that we're saying things like, you know, I'm really inconsistent when it comes to working out, like, should we try to refute that in our heads? Like, no, you are a person who like, is that how we change it? Or do we change it by proving it to ourselves or both? I I think it's a combination of both. So uh, starting with finding ways to make it realistic, right? Find some wins for yourself. So 10 minutes a day, you know, a walk three times a week, like be I always say, honestly, this is funny because usually people are like, set big goals, go big dreams. And I am a huge goal setter and dreamer and that's... But with workouts, I'm like, set your goal and then actually dial it back just a little bit. (laughs) Set yourself up to win, right? Because that 
is how you can start to build that new identity or build that new story because then you're actually doing it. You're actually doing, and maybe for some people listening, maybe it's 10 minutes, three times a week, right? It's not a competition. Nobody is measuring you. No, like nobody's going to walk into your house and say, you should be doing 30 minutes, not 10, right? Sometimes we feel like we have, <laughs> there's this should out there, but that's not what it's about. It's just for yourself. Yeah. So set that goal. And then that can help to say, okay, I'm doing this. I am doing this. I feel good. I am moving my body. And then that ripple effect can start to change that identity, right? Or that self-talk or that story. And then I do think I'm not one for, you know, I think some people get really like shy away from kind of cheesy affirmations or things like that. A lot of people that'll quickly, someone will quickly be like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. But I do think just being aware of your self-talk or aware of the story you're telling yourself I don't have time. I'm not that type of person. At least becoming aware of that and then finding little things that can help you to actually identify as that person. You know, like I I do make time for my workouts. I do prioritize my self-care or those kinds of things can actually go a long way and just get you thinking in a different direction. Yeah, I, I like that. I think, you know, it it matters what we say to ourselves. Like mm-hmm. if we think we cannot do something like who said it, it's like whenever, or if, if you think you can, or if you can't, you're right. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who said it. I'll look it up and put it in the show notes. But I think that that's so true because it's really pretty simple. If you don't think you can, you're probably not going to try. And if you mm-hmm. don't try, it will not happen. And so, yeah. I mean, even it's, that seems like such a simple thing, but it makes sense why it would be so impactful. Totally. And so here's my question about that though. I, I mean, I know that like, you know, there are recommendations for how much we should be working out every day, which actually, now that I think of it, I don't totally know what they are. <laughs> yeah. um, so I guess my question is just really quickly, what are they, yeah. you know, what's recommended? And then also if we are doing 10 minutes, like, is it worth it to do it 10 minutes a day? Is that going to, yeah. like, does that make any sort of difference in our health journey? Right. I think it's 30 minutes a day. Like okay. the, I don't know, you know, government recommended <laughs> amount. That, like, Whoever I, recommends these things. things I yeah. don't pay attention to those recommendations and also like, you know, food, you know, FDA recommendations, those kinds of things. So just because, just because I do, I would agree. Like I would say, if you can do 30 minutes of exercise or more every day, yes, that is ideal. Like that is great for your health. And the benefits are endless. But what I think that leaves out is the fact that many people struggle to get there or they just have this should in their life. And then it's just this constant battle of between what you should be doing and what you actually are doing. And it's not productive to just stay in that pattern of, well, I should be doing this, but I'm not doing this. If you're already working out you know, four to five, six times a week for 30 minutes or more, keep doing what you're doing. Like if you are in that groove and it is working for you, I'm not telling you stop doing that and only do 10 minutes. But if you are the type of person, which so many of us are, I would say the majority of people who really just struggle with that consistency, you're going to benefit, in my perspective, you're going to benefit more from being consistent over a long period of time that has a positive ripple effect in your life 
and makes it easier for you to build upon that and eventually add up to longer workouts, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever it is that fits with your body and your season and your schedule that day, you're going to see much more, much better long-term results than if you just go, okay, I'm going to do this four times a week, 45 minutes, and you do it for a week and then you give up for two weeks. And then you do it for another week and then you give up for three weeks. Like that is not... Because then that puts you into that cycle too of just being on and off with exercise and on and off with food. And it becomes restriction and binge and exercise and stop exercise. And that's not good for anybody. So my recommendation is just to start with this approach. If you're the type of person that's struggling with consistency or needing to really build the habit into your life and just watch what happens. That's what I always tell people because I do these free challenges that are 10 to 15 minute workouts. And I'm just like, I get that question all the time. Is, is it even worth it? Is it really worth it? But I'm like, just try it. And if it's not, you can decide and you can go back to whatever it is you were doing. But just try it and watch the ripple effect because you're going to feel the you're going to feel better. You're going to reduce stress. You're going to notice new muscles forming. And then you're actually going to start craving it more. And it's mm-hmm. going to be kind of become built into your life. And that's what you need in order to work up to say 30 minutes a day or whatever it might be. Yeah. I'm so sold. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when it comes to work, to working out, to exercise, this is one of those questions that's like, okay, this is obvious, but also it's not. Because if it was as obvious as it seems, we would do it more? What are some of the benefits that we can look forward to if we're starting to work out on a regular basis? We're actually making that time. Yeah. So many. And I think that's exactly kind of what I was just sharing, right? Is what you want to do is get connected to how good it feels to start adding this to your routine. So sometimes, you know, if you're taking an approach where you're forcing yourself to work out or you're doing something you don't enjoy, like I used to be the queen of the elliptical at the gym with a magazine and a TV show. And I hated it. I hated it. And I thought I had to go 45 minutes and I was just like trucking along. And I cannot even tell you the last time, actually just kidding. I did an elliptical in my parents' bedroom when I was visiting them in South Dakota like a year ago. So I have done an elliptical since, but The point being, like finding something that you enjoy um, is going to help you to be more consistent like we were just talking about. And then once you can do something regularly, you start to get attached to some of those benefits that you start noticing. So reduced stress for one. And the truth is most of us today are carrying around so much stress in our bodies. And most of us hardly even know because it's just become our new norm. It's just the tension we're holding in our body, the memories, the pain, the stress, the tension, whatever it might be. So taking that 15 minutes a day or more if you have it to release that from your body through movement, through sweat or through breathing or through stretching or through Pilates, whatever method you choose, you'll automatically feel better when you're done, when you let some of that tension go from your body. You'll increase your mood, right? You actually get a hormone boost. So when you are done working out, something actually physiologically changes in your body that can boost your mood. So (laughs) that's why it's one of the number one things you can do to help you work through, you know, (laughs) just bad moods or things like depression and anxiety 
because there's an actual chemical change that happens in your brain. So that, not only that, you'll also just breathe deeply, which again, resets your brain in a lot of ways and helps to let, you know, get you out of some of that fight or flight or stress that's going on in your brain. Like the, the benefits like that are just endless. And it's just from moving, breathing, getting your heart rate up and connecting with your body and just letting some of that stress go and getting the mood boost that we all need, right? And then there's the obvious ones, like you'll build strength, you'll reduce like muscle tension, you can realign your posture, all those good physical things too, but so much of it is also mental and emotional. That's so good. That's so good. I remember, um, we, I've talked about this on the show a little bit, but um, a couple of summers ago, I like really noticed that um, anxiety was starting to I don't know. I think I, I think I had always struggled with anxiety, but it kind of reached a fever pitch a couple summers ago. And as my anxiety was getting worse and worse and worse, and it really, it was just kind of for no reason. It just was like nothing was, nothing crazy was going on. Um, depression came along with it in a way I've never experienced it before. Mm -hmm. And it turns out, you know, after asking for all kinds of help and, and having wonderful doctors and therapists in my corner, helping me figure out what was going on, they were like, I think you really do struggle with anxiety. And it's been kind of a lifelong thing if you look back and notice. And I'm like, actually, I can see that. So, so for me, it was like, you know, we think that there's some chemical imbalance in your brain that we need to work out. And so they put me on some medicine that was been that has been so great. But there was a time while I was waiting for this medicine to kick in and I was miserable. I was going through such a hard time. And I remember them telling me some some really specific things. So like medicine is one piece of it. And you need to like and you need to take it regularly and but it is going to take a little bit of time to kick in so you have a little bit of a window. I was in counseling at the time which was so so good. I feel like counseling is good for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um but they were like as in this window as you're waiting for like your brain to sort of recalibrate you really need to be eating consistently, just like making sure you're consistently feeding yourself, which sounds obvious, but again, isn't. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is they're like, if you can work out for 30 minutes a day, just move your body for 30 minutes a day. They were like, it is so important and it is game changing. And I was so, I was just in such a hard spot that I remember shuffling around my neighborhood for like 30 Mm -hmm. minutes a day, feeling like I'm like, okay, this is getting better. It's got to get better. It's got to get better. And I mean, it's just 30 minutes a day though. And that was my, it was a psychiatrist who said that she was like, listen, medicine, so good, really important. You need it. Also exercise is Mm -hmm. so important and will help so much. And so it really felt like I mean, it was hard to get myself to do it, especially because I was feeling so bad. But yeah. I just remember shuffling around my neighborhood at like a you know snail's pace, but <laughs> feeling like I was step by baby step, yes, like getting better. You're doing something, yeah. yes, yeah. What a great, what a great psychiatrist to yeah. say that, right? I think sometimes they get pit like against each other. Like, oh, certain people say, oh, you know. Or if you do exercise, then you won't do medication. Or if you don't do medication, then you won't do exercise. But what oh, I'm so glad you got such great advice to be finding a holistic path for that healing for where your situation and what you needed. That's so good. Yeah, it was so good. It was so good. Well, yeah. so um, Robin, I want to ask you, like, there are so many gyms out there and there are so many different kinds of exercise equipment or programs or whatever. And like, do you, I don't know how we sort through them. It seems sometimes like we need to have a really expensive gym membership or 
you know, pay whatever for this workout equipment or, you know, spend a bazillion dollars at this one studio to get good exercise. I'm hoping that's not totally true. And I don't think it is, but I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Like what is sort of required for us to get a good workout in? Yeah. Oh, I love this question. And I think I spend most of my days reminding people and encouraging people that it doesn't have to be so complicated or overwhelming. And it can be, if you want it to be, you can buy all kinds of equipment. You can go to a fancy gym. You can go to, I mean, I'm obviously a huge fan of Pilates studios. I mean, I, I absolutely would encourage anyone who wants to, to go to a Pilates studio, even though they're expensive and have a lot of equipment. So it can be, but I think the most important thing for people to know is that it doesn't have to be. It's not required. You don't need the latest fancy piece of equipment. You don't need totally built out home gym. You don't need an expensive membership. You don't need any of that in order to take care of your body, build strength, improve your health. I literally exercise at home, often in my PJs, in my bathroom. (laughs) No joke because... Thankfully, we have a big enough master bathroom, but either there's a kid or two in the bathtub right next to me, and that is a solid 20 minutes that I can spend (laughs) on my mat right there, doing some squats, doing whatever, doing Pilates, um, doing some stretches, or it's in the morning and the door is closed and they're all out there and I am just getting it done before anyone can come in and you know climb all over me. So just a reminder that you don't need all of that. And I think sometimes that that becomes an obstacle or a hindrance for people to think, oh, where do I start? Or what should I do? Or I don't have enough money. But literally, you need your body. You can do body weight exercises. You don't even need any fancy equipment. And if you want to add in some little hand weights or bands or things like that, you absolutely can. And you can have fun with it. But you don't need to have it. And I think that's important, especially in today's social media world where everyone has a Peloton <laughs> or so it looks like yes, yes. <laughs> or something like that, you know, nothing, nothing against Peloton, but just a reminder that you don't need it in order to be a healthy fit person. You can do a lot of other things. You can go for walks. You can go right out your front door, go for a jog, go for a run, dance with your kids. So yeah, that's definitely a soapbox that I stand on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, that's really helpful because I mean, really, truly, it feels like there are so many options and they're all really expensive. And if we're ever going to, if we're ever going to see a difference in our body or in our mind or in our stress, or, um, if we're ever going to like make progress, we have to like go to one of these places. And it's really nice to remember, like got a bathroom. Great. You can do it in there too. (laughs) (laughs) And I will say, and I will say, this is also where it's important to know yourself and know your preferences, right? Some people, just love the gym atmosphere. They're like, I love being around other people, lifting weights, looking in the mirror. You can tell I go to the gym and lift weights and look in the mirror. No, I don't. Um, But some people like really thrive on that environment, right? And so you also just kind of need to know yourself. And the reason I created the Balanced Life Sisterhood, the reason I created what I do, and there's tons of other options out there. So not even just to speak to what we do, but is there is also sometimes value, not sometimes always value in some guidance, in some accountability, in some leadership. So you yeah. know what to do. You're doing it safely at home. 
you know, you have some path that you're on to feel like you're making progress just rather than just kind of pulling up, you know, anything at any time and doing that. Again, know yourself because some people can do that and thrive. And they're like, I can put together a workout plan on my own and feel really good about it. Other times, even if you're doing it at home with no equipment, you might want to find some ways, find some ways to have accountability, support, guidance to help you feel connected and not like you're just not sure where to start or what to do. Yeah, that makes sense. And it makes sense to have someone to push you a little bit because I think, I mean, the truth about exercise is it's uncomfortable and like it shouldn't be like horribly painful or anything, but the the point of it is to move yourself more than you maybe want to. And so if you're totally in charge of the movement, I mean, like maybe you make it five minutes and you're like, I'm tired now. I would like to quit. You kind of need someone to be like, let's just do five more or let's do two more reps of that or hold that for one more second or something like that. Exactly. Totally. And that's something that like when I lead my workouts online and, and people are watching my videos that I'm Exactly that. It's like, okay, this is where it's going to hurt, but this is where you want to breathe through it. This is where we're going to go, you know, keep holding on and build that strength because you, this is how you get stronger. Like when you push through that point where you think you could give up, but you make it a little bit further, that's how you build that strength that you're looking to build. Oof, man. I'm like picturing something about Robin's workouts are one of the ones that I just... I'm learning to love. I love them. I'm telling myself our side planks. <laughs> <laughs> side planks are like just maybe not my favorite. There are some times when like Robin is telling you to keep going and you're like, Robin, I don't feel like keeping going, but you do. And then you grow and it's so good. 